Hello and welcome back in to the Long Shot Podcast. I'm your host, Duncan Robinson, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Davis Patrick Reed. Davis, how you doing? I'm good. I'm sitting on the floor because I feel like if I was standing, we were too close to each other. Mics might pick up our audio, but I'm good. The floor's not too not too shabby down here. Uh, so this is just a little intro. We got a great Udonis Haslam interview, uh, UD Part 2. It's almost the one-year anniversary of his original episode. It's not quite because Summer League last year was in August because of COVID. This year, it's in July. Uh, but nonetheless, it's a great interview. It's a little bit of a different direction. It's less kind of like nostalgic of like him talking about his journey, his career, more just kind of like shooting the breeze and just talking about uh, everything from basketball to life to mental health and everything in between. Udonis is a legend, an absolute legend. And so for him to give us another sit-down conversation at Summer League, it was just very special. Yeah, well, there was a moment in there where you, you like, borderline kind of disrespected him, and I thought he was going to... Don't give it away. Come after you. I t- well, he said he wasn't. He was afraid to come after you because I was in between you and him, and he knew he'd have to go through me to get. To I you. don't think that's what he said. That's how I took it. Yeah. Well, that's not what he said. Um, hope you guys enjoy this one with UD. Uh, we recorded this one in Vegas at Blue Wire Studios. Just high level, high quality production. Unbelievable, dude! What a trip. I'm so proud of us for knocking out. We have like five banger interviews coming that we just crushed. And it's a lot of credit to you because you were out there asking people to come on the pod. Like you were really in the streets doing what you needed to do. But it's a lot of credit to Blue Wire too because that studio is next level. And so I think like people are walking by, they can see it. And so when you see the big long shot logo, it just, it made us seem that much more professional. It allowed us to, you know, really hook people in, I think. Yeah, you know, everybody that we spoke to that came through was thoroughly impressed with the studio. Yes. And it, it brought in a lot of intrigue uh, because you're just walking by there. You see the glass. Uh, you see the logo. You see us just shooting the breeze in there. Mm. Uh, and it's a good time. We love shooting the breeze, baby. I, I've said that twice <laughs> now in this, like, two-minute short intro. That's probably my cue uh, yeah. that we should wrap this intro up and get to you, honest. So here's UD. Great moments are born from great opportunities. So you're telling me there's a chance. Average Joe's win in a shocking upset. I feel shocked. You suck compared to me. So you guys are two prep school white guys podcast. We are underdogs. They stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Long Shot Podcast. We got a fantastic guest uh, with us here this afternoon in Las Vegas. This is almost the one-year anniversary of, of maybe our most popular episode. Our favorite. I think. Certainly my favorite. Yeah. Oh, yes. uh, I will say the production quality's changed a little bit. Oh, yeah, you stepped it up. You bankroll your own shit now. <laughs> with, own uh, shit. with help of Blue Wire. But, yeah, last year we were doing it in a, in a hotel room on an iPhone, and now look at us. We're... We got what seven or eight cameras in here. We got the logo in the back, and I'm actually impressed though, Dunks, because for ninety million dollars, you still got that Jeep Wrangler. Right? <laughs> so I'm actually impressed that. You- I see, at least I know your Jeep. money going somewhere. He's got the Tesla now. <laughs> I gave back the Jeep, man. Okay, okay, okay. I will say though, though, for a little while, I was uh, my Tesla was in the shop, and I was driving uh, my my girl's car, and she has a Jeep. And on one of those days, you happened to walk right out when I was driving by, and you UD was like. This motherfucker still got the Jeep Wrangler. God damn. I'm all about saving your money. I'm all about all that. 
But God damn it, man. <laughs> God damn it, man. You can't, no, no, no. You got to treat yourself. You got to treat your goddamn self. I man. do. He's My planning for the future. Every now and then. A Jeep Wrangler? Yeah. Nah. I'm getting into watches, actually. Like that. That Now now you're talking. I like that. Now you're talking. I like what you got on the wrist. What's now that, a little talking. Daytona? Yeah, a little Daytona. A little Smith, Steve Smith, my OG. Steve, OG, Steve Smith there told me go. about watches a long time ago. So I started getting into watches a while ago. Um, I just got Rolexes. I haven't gotten into Strictly the, Rolexes? Yeah. I haven't gotten into the patty, patiks, whatever the fuck all that shit yeah. these young motherfuckers be rapping about. I don't wear that. I just wear Rolexes. Just simple. Clean, yeah. simple luxury. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't do no, I don't flood out my Rolex. I don't flood yeah. out my rollie, my shit clean. Don't bust it down. Yeah, grown man shit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, thanks for being here, man. Uh, we're out in Vegas. Mm -hmm. What are you What are you doing in Vegas? Just out of curiosity. I know you said earlier uh, you went to heat practice, which is just amazing. I brought along a personal snitch. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there he is right there. <laughs> you want my snitch? We you got want that a... snitch? You want that snitch? You want to get all the stories and everything? That's the snitch right there. <laughs> I love it. Actually, the three of us have something in common. We all played in the same college basketball league, the three of us. Shout yeah. out to the Nescat. Pretty shitty conference. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, nah, it's pretty, I mean, it, relatively, it's good for the level, but. Hey, yeah. no, listen. What I will say is, the process is, if you can play, they will find you. So don't take, That's true. don't take offense to your shitty conference because if you good, they'll go get you from a shitty conference. All right, if we could stop using shitty, that would make it me feel a little better. Okay. He's going to keep it real, though. Division three. It's division three. You know, not all of us are playing at Florida, playing at Michigan. I never said you couldn't play. It's just a shitty conference. What's it called? <laughs> the NESCAC. See? New England Small College <laughs> See? Athletic Conference. See? 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 But you're also talking to an SEC guy who thinks everything outside the SEC is shitty. It's trash, trash right? Yeah, so, right. you know, don't good take save. it personal. That's a good save. Yeah, why, right. why didn't you go to U-Miami, though? Because I wouldn't be here right now today. Really? I'm very self-aware of who I am and what I am. I needed to get away. I was not the kid that can stay home and take care of business. So you just knew at that age, if you had stayed in the city, that but it would have been bad now. I mean, when you grew up in a situation like I grew up with, you know what I'm saying? You learn how to make decisions early. You know what I'm right. saying? And those decisions that you make early could be life or death decisions. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I probably would have fucked my life up out of state of Miami. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot of homeboys that's dead in jail, made certain decisions. You know what I'm saying? I've been around a lot of people that made bad decisions. I don't have to technically make bad decisions myself. I could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That shit can cost you. So I needed to get out of Miami. It was the best thing I did. Once I left, I never came back. I didn't even come home for summer. Summer break, I would stay up in school. Stay in Gainesville. Mm -hmm. Did what? Gainesville, because it's what, like three hour drive? Yeah, about three and a half. Did it feel like it was. A whole world away. Yeah, Cause... man. It was all different nationalities. I had never been around, with disrespect guys, white people. <laughs> I, had, I wouldn't take any disrespect. Growing up in Miami, it was just Cuban and black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was not, it was not, you know, Caucasian or white or anything like that. So when I got to Florida, I really got to experience a lot of different, you know, ethnicities and cultures and different things like that. And it was just understanding there's a whole world outside of Miami that you're not used to. I think growing up how we grew up, you only know what you see every day. I tell people, I've never right. been to South Beach till I got in the NBA. I think I told you this before. So, you know, you only can find what you see every day, which is when you walk outside, you got a basketball court. You know what I'm saying? You got your apartments. You got your, you know, condo, not condos. I'm sorry. You got your apartments. You got your uh, projects. And, you know, you got a couple houses. You know, different things like that. You got your drug dealers. You got your corner stores. You know, you know what you see. And that's just what you see every day. And then you go to Gainesville, meet a bunch of white people, khaki shorts, Yeah, yeah, bolos. yeah, yeah. I, I, never, I never quite got into the slides with no sock shit, though. Mm -hmm. You know, what the, what this, the open toe, where yeah, they go yeah, between yeah. the toes and you just put on your, your That's duck. a white person thing. For yeah, me. yeah, I never could really go that right. It's, yeah. uh, it's actually funny. I was with, I think I told you this story. Um, I actually might have told on this podcast. I don't think I did. But I was with Matt Bonner last summer. Yes. And uh, he was telling me about his first experience in Gainesville. And that he showed up, like you guys were going out one night. Uh -huh. And when he showed up to Florida, he had two pairs of shoes. He had basketball shoes 
And then he just had like his like tennis shoes, like walking around shoes. Well, he missed the real story. He should have told you. Did that tell? Did a motherfucker tell you he wouldn't let me cheat off his paper one time? <laughs> did this motherfucker tell? I say, listen, motherfucker, I am the team. Do you know the star is? If I don't fucking get, if I don't pass, like you know, might not win, motherfucker. Wait, like, when is this in your career? Matt Bonner. I was. Uh, I think Matt had just got there. I don't know if it was Matt first year, or second year, but I remember we had a class together, and I asked to cheat off his paper. And the motherfucker told me no. Believe <laughs> that shit. Told me no. How'd you do in the class? Did you do okay? I figured it out. Yeah. And by the way, just to double back You always on, do. Just by the way, back on the white people thing. One of my best friends is white. Mike Miller. Love yeah. Mike. My best best guy. Love Mike. And he's from South Dakota. South Dakota. And I love that's South a, Dakota. How about that? That's I love a stick. I love South Dakota. Have you been out to South Dakota? Hell yeah. I'm the man in South Dakota. <laughs> Damn right. They love me out there. Shout out to the Corn Palace. <laughs> Shout out South Dakota. Uh, Wait, that's amazing. I mean, obviously I spent some time in South Dakota, but where Mike is from is like- Mitchell. That's not even like Sioux Falls. Like Sioux Falls is considered like metropolitan yeah, compared to Mitchell. Yeah, uh, it's probably big as this studio. That's crazy. And you went out there what? Just like nah, he does a lot of charity and okay, things okay. like that. So he I used to go out there and to a and camp or charity. Like that. And, and we just boys. Like anything Mike doing, if I could be a part of it, if our schedules could work together, I'm pulling up. That's my dog. Yeah, Mike's my Mike's dog. good people. I mean, that's real love. That go back to college. Nobody had no money. Yeah, it was nothing. Just you know, Jim. Jim. He's doing big time stuff with the the agency. They just got Paulo. Yeah, number yeah. one pick. He said he was sitting courtside at one of our games. Yeah, with him. that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, he was in sitting courtside at one of those games. You know what's wild is Mike Miller had a long successful career in the NBA, and felt like he he retired. What? It feels like forever ago. And you're still playing. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. Well, fuck the guy we just drafted is 19. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, 19. Humbling experience for you. You've too. been you've been in the NBA longer than he's been alive. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's you, fucking wild. That's crazy. Um, get the mic. Get the mic up. Oh my bad. Sorry. No, good, I was getting good. a little comfortable. No, no. You you can you can move it. Oh, get real comfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But yeah, yeah. Get that's crazy, man. I saw. Obviously, I saw. I went by practice. You know, I got. Yeah. How was that? How was practice? Cool. Energetic. Malik's doing a great job. Um, young fellow was out today. O was out today. Um, but you know, Javante. You know, yeah. Haywood. You know, those young guys. The guys we expect. They Mike. Um, obviously, once again, you know, they follow us throughout the season. But you know, now in this role as they're the leaders. They got to, yeah. They got to, they got to yeah. lead. The, you know, what I'm saying the, the guys in the summer league and lead the practices and set the tone. So, you know, that was just my message to those guys: leadership at all levels. It's your time. It's crazy to me that where you are in your career, you're still finding time, and your your off season to get out here. Not only just be in Vegas, because a lot of people come to Vegas, but to actually pull up to a practice. I mean, that's that's unique. After being up till 5 a.m. getting tatted. Damn. Yeah, he's just out here for. Craps. <laughs> do you nah, do you gamble? I, nah, I used to. I used to go hard. You're out of the game. Yeah, I used to go hard, you know, but I just don't have the time. Like, like you said, time. Yeah. I know as a gambler, well, as a former gambler, every time I won money, I've sat for eight hours, like going at it. You know what I'm saying? Really? Blackjack, yes. When I've won money at the blackjack table, it's been six, seven. You played a long hours. game. Yeah. Yeah. I've won 12 hours before. I was having this debate with somebody last night at dinner that if you have like unlimited capital, like if you're willing to go to that place, you should actually never lose in gambling. Because you could always, there's like an actual betting strategy where you just double your bet every yes, time. Yes, that's how I play. Yeah. Like if you lose. It should, it should, that's how it should work. But I never had unlimited income to try the shit out. <laughs> no, but it's not, here's the thing though, it's not <laughs> it's, like. It sounds about right, but I, right, I don't know. Right. But I'm not saying you need like unlimited income. The, the thing that's more is that like, I show up and I'm like, all right, I'm not gonna lose more than this amount of money. That's how I gamble. Yeah. I always lose every single time. Because I I never like create a strategy around like all right I'm out if I win this much I just play, 
And then I just lose it all. And as soon as I lose it all, I decide I'm done. But if I kept playing, I would provide myself the opportunity to actually like come back and win. Well, I, I, I go with a certain amount that when I used to play, I used to go with a certain amount. And obviously, once you once you get once you get a shoe that's going well, you got to You got to ride gotta, it. Yeah, you got to press you, it. You got to double downs. You got to split. You got to take advantage of all that shit. But yeah. you know, sometimes you could be there for a few hours before you get one good one. Right. You might have somebody at the table that don't know what the fuck they doing. And they're fucking it up for everybody. Yeah, you can split tens or some jackass shit like that. I was just talking about this. You, know just you never split this. tens. Who does that? It's Take a win. It's the second Take best a hand. Who who does that? My boy last night was saying, he was like, <laughs> in fairness, it was a six. It was a six showing. Okay. okay. So he was saying. I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. I was, get the logic of it. He's saying that. when there's a six on the table, you get as much money on the it. table as it, possible. I know what you're saying. Is basically the I strategy. Don't go for that one. The dealer said, don't fight it. Yeah. We're trying to pay you. Yeah. With a hand like this, we're trying to pay yeah, you. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do Don't that. I get what he's saying. They got to hit whatever's under there. Yeah. 16, but what if there's a five under there? Now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's now right. Flip 100%. Over, now, now you're flip over 11. Now you're fucked. Now you're, yeah, you're fucked. That, uh, that set amount that you go into the night with gambling, how much did that change throughout your career? Oh, a lot. A lot. You know, I used to walk into the casino and my goal was just to walk out here with enough to buy a Chevy. Yeah. You from Miami, we ride old school Chevys. If I can get out of here with enough money to buy me a dunk, we call them dunks. A dunk. I can walk out of here with enough money Wait, to buy those, a dunk. Are those the ones that like they they bounce too, right? My, no, that's West Coast, man. Them low uh, riders, man. God damn, dunk, you on a whole nother coast, man. I'm not in the I'm <laughs> not in the cars. We ride, like we ride that. dunks, man. Chevy, seven two, seven three, seven fours, man. On my FTX commercial, that car that I was driving. That's a dunk. That's a dunk. That's a shit. Do you have one yourself? That was my car, dunk. Who fuck car you thought I was riding a stunt double? <laughs> How many, do you have, how many have you had? I got two. I got a Duncan. I got an SS Impala. 96. And do you like, because here's the thing, like AC, right, has that car in our garage. Yeah, he got the motherfucking Lincoln, the one that got Kennedy killed in. I had one of those. I yes. used to have a Lincoln with suicide. And I was, I was thinking about buying it off of him. Yeah. But the fucking thing it. is so loud. Nice. Like he changed it so the, the engine is so loud that you can't even drop. Like That's the appeal. Is that what your, is that what your cars do? It's not that loud. I got a 400 Got a 400 engine in there. It's not that loud, but uh, I'm just saying I don't want. I had one of those, but mine's wasn't souped up. You know what I'm saying? Mine's was more. It was more like I used to just cruise in that. Cause I'm. I actually cool. like. I, I don't know cars at all, but I do like the idea of like an old school convertible. Like we were talking about this. Yeah. With they, Mo, like he love he loves like Mercedes old school convertibles, yeah. but like those Lincolns, like those are dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really know Chevys like that, but. You know, that one you're driving in the commercial, that one's dope too. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't understand why, I don't understand like the souped up when all of a sudden it's bouncing out, you know, I mean, it's blasting. Just, it's, that's, it's cultural, you know what I'm saying? It's just depending on where you're from. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If where you're from, you don't question. You just fall in line. That's that's West Coast culture. That's what they right. do. You know what I'm saying? They do the low riders with the hydraulics and, you know, that's how they gangsta boogie and that's how they get down. That's how they do their thing. You know, for us, we do barbecues, ride Chevys. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's pretty much the same. Just celebrating our culture, where we're from. And that's like that's it. remained throughout your career. Like, if you've gotten to a point where you, I love my Chevy more than my Maybach. Really? Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell I guess yeah. it makes sense. It's what you grew up with. It's yeah. Yeah. I can get another Maybach. I'm just gonna take me this long time to get another Chevy. I got that car from an old lady in Ohio. Um, and I had it shipped down. It was still in good condition. It was still drivable and everything. So I didn't have to do much to it. Damn. I have a bunch of people that hit on my phone and, and do this and that, but like. I'm able to keep a little bit of a distance because I'm in Miami. A lot of those people that I grew up with that are hitting my phone are where they are, where I, where I grew up. Right. How do you balance that in oh. terms of like drawing boundaries and a line between understanding that you also have to like look out for yourself. And if you start feeding everybody, 
you know, metaphorically speaking, obviously, like, you're going to run into some, some yeah, trouble. Yeah, I, I had to learn the hard way, man. You learn, you learn the hard way. You put yourself through a lot of shit trying to, trying to take care of everybody, trying to make sure everybody have help. And that's just not financially. That's mentally as well. You know, people come to you, you know, they, they, they have an issue, they have a problem, you try to come with solutions. You know what I'm yeah. saying? How can I help? You know what I'm saying? But I think at the end of the day, like you said, if nothing's balancing that out, then, you know what I'm saying, you're going to tip one way or the other. And if you tip one way or the other and you fall, you might not get up. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, just understanding how important that balance is. And if me balancing myself out mean I ain't got to answer a phone call from a couple motherfuckers for a little while, then so be it. Because at the end of the day, I got to take care of myself mentally first. You know what I'm saying? This job that we chose, people just think it's easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. You know what I'm saying? You have, you know, no control over your future a lot of the times. Um, you know, it's a very, very uh, high intensity, um, you know, very, uh, you know, it's a lot that's required of you. You know what I'm saying? And then you take the step of pivoting into a businessman as well. You know what I'm saying? And you start wearing those hats. Yeah. And you start wearing the hat of a father and a husband and, and leading that pack. Um, and then you talk, you talk into a situation where, you know what I'm saying, my father passed away. You know, my mother passed away. So, you know, I'm, I'm the head of a lot of things right now. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that comes with a lot. So I have no problem taking a step back from the world and cutting my motherfucking phone off or just ignoring it. And it's nothing disrespectful. It's nothing personal. I love every fucking body. If you got my number, I mean, I love you. I mean, I fuck with you, bro. If it makes you a call, then I mean, I'm just taking care of myself right now. If you got a problem with me taking care of myself, you ain't really my friend. Yeah. Those challenges that you're talking about, how, like, what challenges have changed since you've been in the NBA? And what have stayed the same? Like, one thing I think about all the time is, like, some of the shit that you have to deal with and players today now have to deal with like cell phones going out, like social media, yeah. like you didn't yeah. necessarily early on in your career no. have those those no. types of issues. We ain't had to deal with that cell phones, man. I mean, you know, you know, we had to deal with that cell phone. Right. Yeah. I used to, we used to go out, have a good time, hang out, do whatever we want to. We ain't really have to worry about that. You know what I'm saying? Now everything is predicated on social media. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's focusing on you know creating an image. You know what people think. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you get involved in, you know, figures, focusing on what people think or creating a certain image, you know what I'm saying? I think that's when, you know, you get yourself in trouble. I think you just be yourself, man. Whatever you're comfortable with, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, whatever drives you, you know what I'm saying? How you grew up, how you was raised, you know, keep those, you know, keep those things. Keep your core values, you know what I'm saying, along the way. Don't be scared to add and evolve, but, you know, keep your core values and just be yourself, man. I don't really worry about social media like that. You know right. what I'm saying? I understand that I have a brand and a certain thing that I need to focus on, um, but it's not the end all be all for me. I understand that there's way more important things than what the world or what people think about me anyway. You weren't worried about cell phones when you were eating egg rolls and getting tattoos? Uh, no, nah, I wasn't worried about cell phones when I was hanging out in KOD back in the day. <laughs> That's when I wasn't worried about cell phones. <laughs> uh, I want to tap, tap in uh, our guy here because you got some great UD stories, I'm sure. He's I've been spent a lot of time around him. Uh, some international trips, it sounds like. Hey, Sonny, once you get out of here, Duncan ain't going to never talk to you again. Just know that. <laughs> yeah, he going to never talk to you again. Out of, after the hell, he ain't fucking with you. Bro, he basketball like, is, he is like a He like he's a dog right now. After the hell, he ain't fucking with you. Actually, you want, you want to hear a crazy story before, before you do your thing. Uh, I visited Bates as a sophomore, and my mom actually initiated the visit. She was like, I really want you to go to a school like Bates. So she initiated the visit. She made me email the head coach. Head coach had no idea who I was, John Furbush. No mm -hmm, idea. Mm -hmm. But he very nicely, like, took the meeting. So I'm sitting in this guy's office. He has no idea who I am. He, he was not even, a good basketball player. He doesn't fucking, <laughs> he doesn't fucking want me there. He's like, I got to do this bullshit. I just, this fucking six-foot-one whatever kid is on campus. He's giving me some song and dance. Like, yeah, you know, we're recruiting other guys. 
And I tell him straight up, I'm like, Coach, I'll be honest with you. I, I would love to, I would love to play here. And he's like, Yeah, I just don't know if I see that in your future. Damn. Hey, well, I'll tell you this though, and Sonny can attest to this because he's the one who told me about it. You like a legend in the D3, dunk. Like, not married motherfucker start in D3 <laughs> and make it to sure. 90 million. You're a fucking legend in the D3 it's now. I get you, I've gotten a word about you. Like, you, they look up to you. You said, because you've done things that people don't think that it can happen mm -hmm. from that level. So now you've done it, motherfucker. So motherfuckers is looking at Duncan Robinson saying, that motherfucker did it, I can do it. So I like, I like you're to You're legendary think. from D3. A lot of motherfuckers is looking up to you. Sonny had made that point to me. And I was like, My you man, know what? That's, that is a good that. point. You that shitty conference loves you. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah right. I, don't about, I don't know about it's legendary. It's a little less shitty now. It's just but, a little less shitty. But I will say, I feel like I'm, I'm carrying the, the metaphorical torch for, for D3 Hoopers. No, I mm -hmm. said you a D3 legend, motherfucker. <laughs> Okay, take that and run with it. All right, I'm taking right. it. I'm yeah, taking yeah, it. it ain't got damn that but, hard to be a I mean, D3 you know, legend. Dude, people in D3. <laughs> it ain't that hard to be a D3 legend, <laughs> all motherfucker. All right, all right, I ain't, all right, man, I ain't right. called you a goat. Now take the shit and go and, and enjoy it now. Nah, Devin George is the D3 goat. I That's remember Devin George. Devin George. Because he got Devin drafted George. out of division. That is, I remember that. He played all four. I remember that. Unheard of. Went to Augsburg. I remember that. That was crazy. But anyway, Sonny, give me some good UD stories. Oh, man. So obviously, you know, we told you the backstory. I had the opportunity to meet him in China, working for Dwayne Wade's leaning way. Wade Brand. Got you. So the story of how he got that tattoo, we, you know, this was Dwayne, before Dwayne's last year, he had the braids. So he, we rented out the barbershop. He was, you know, getting the braids. We were there for like a while. And UD just kind of disappears. We're like, where's UD at? We walk next door as a tattoo artist. These guys are traveling like all over the world. Was it Lowrider Tattoos? Yeah, Lowrider. They guys from LA, but they just okay. happened to be in China. Yeah. yeah. Just happened to be in China yeah. of all yeah, places. It was on tour. They was touring. They were touring. That's yeah. on brand though. You are like, you're on some sneaky shit. So, like, I don't know your moves ever. Like, when we go into a city, I don't know, I don't know where UD goes. I'm an OG, dunk. 100%. I know what y'all doing. Y'all don't need to know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm not saying I do. Yeah, I'm always, I always got an eye on you, motherfucker. I'm not saying that. I, I actually don't think I want to know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, you're, you know, you're, you're moving, whether yeah. it be dinner or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I have business things set yeah, up. Yeah, actually, a lot of it is business. Yeah, I, I have business mm -hmm. things set up a lot of the times. But um, define, I mean, business, that's pretty broad. Well, at the end of the day, I play. I'm basketball. I'm a business guy, and I just do a little basketball on the yeah. side. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. know He's that. a yeah. businessman. Yeah, I just do a little and basketball. A yeah, I just do a little basketball man. on the side. I see. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That checks out. Yeah, about five times a year, I got to go out there, make a couple shots, take a charge, <laughs> get dunking open. You know what I'm saying? Let Maybe my, get ejected. Let makes motherfuckers it know I still got it. You know yeah. What I'm yeah. Oh, I definitely. If we come, to, I definitely get an ejection. I'm all right with that. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I ain't got that much time to be out there anyway. Why would I let you just take advantage of me and treat me any kind of Make the most of it. All right, yeah. Sonny, I'm sorry, I didn't want to. Oh, no, no. So yeah, so he disappears. And mind you, there's like a photo shoot. We go out there, there's like an all day photo shoot and all night tattoos. This guy gets a tattoo, but he doesn't get a little one. He decides he want to cover up his whole sleeve. Ah. So how, how late were you up that night? It was like- All night getting tattooed, eating egg rolls. Yeah. Like, and so we we, we show that sounds like shades on. That sounds like it should be a bar right yeah. there in a, in a yeah. rap song. Yeah. We show up the next day for the photo shoot, and he's just unwrapping it, taking the pictures, wrapping it back on. <laughs> and we're like, this dude loves overnight tattoos. Just. That's amazing. <laughs> I was telling about how I whooped your ass in Mario Brothers. I was gonna get there. <laughs> so <laughs> motherfucker want to play video games and play some of my shit. When he got the old school Nintendo, yeah. Mario Brothers kicked his ass. You know he talks shit, right? The yeah. biggest shit talker oh, of all 100%. time. Oh, hundred percent. Hold on, dunk. No, no, no. Actually, somebody asked me the other day. Who is the best shit talking in the NBA? And I, I actually said you. He did. He brought your name up. You're the best. I'm not saying that, you know, the big. I'm saying the best. You have an ability to take it to a place where like, it's so it's like just personal enough, and it just like stinks, and, and you just let it ride because you like you build it up, but then once you you know what the the kill shot is, and once you say the kill oh, shot, man. then you just let it ride. <sighs> I was fucking. I see it I was every fucking, time. I, was, I, was fucking, I just talked my shit, man. I was fucking <laughs> one of the young fellas at camp today. Um, 
you know, you know, we go through dummy offense. So I'm at practice today. Yeah. They're going through dummy offense. Boom, boom, boom. So he's making every shot in dummy offense. So now they go live five on five. So I'm standing sideline. So we go five on five. He done missed like three in a row. <laughs> so now it's time out. So I get behind him. I say, damn, young fella, you ain't made a shot since you start going live. You ain't one of them kind of players, are you? Oh, shit. <laughs> That's enough to sting and let that sit there. But it's, it's just, I'm See, just that'll break, but that, that'll break it. No, uh, this motherfucker can hoop. All right. No, it never that. I laughed. Uh, we laughed about it. Right, listen, right, right. Listen, now I understand this. One thing about it, two things for sure. I always want the best for the dude. So if I dig the knife a little bit, I'm gonna laugh about it. But now, when it's time to get serious, when it's time to get serious, now I'm gonna get serious, but it's never gonna be in a way where I'm gonna break you down to the point where you're not gonna wanna be able to get up. That's what the I'm thing. gonna do is I'm gonna be I'm gonna be direct with you and I'm gonna be honest. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna let you know it's coming from a place where I want the best from you. Now how you take it is up to you. Yeah. But I'm gonna let you know first and foremost, I want the best for you, motherfucker. I done made my money, I made my rings. You have a choice. You can listen to me or you don't listen to me. Most of the guys that have listened to me, they have done well. They have gotten They're their better money. better off because They've of been it. better off. They've yeah. gotten their money and they've moved on, whether it be to another organization or whatever it's been. What about an opponent? See, I, I was just going to say, you have, you have two different types of shit. Yeah, no, that's different. Because you'll like, you'll like run your mouth and like fuck around with us. And that's one thing. And obviously everyone knows it is what it is. Like yeah. you're just talking shit, like playing yeah. video games or whatever, yeah. or like in practice. But like the kill shots I'm talking about are our yeah. opponents. Yeah, yeah. And that'd be, I mean, uh-uh. <laughs> Duncan, do I just start? I don't say nothing. Nah, I'm, only, I'm only talking to our guys. If somebody says something to me first or do something. If they, they wanna, take it there. Yeah, if they take it there, then that's just where, where it goes. But like, I don't have no problem with nobody. I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, really brought up the thing with, with Draymond and that, that situation yeah. where I went over and I said, tell Draymond, thank you. I don't got a problem with Draymond right. at all. You know what I'm saying? But there's a warrior code. And I consider Draymond to be one of the warriors in this league. The warrior code is we don't do that talking. Mm -hmm. We let the media do that. The game is played in between the lines. We hadn't even saddled up yet. I just felt that that was a little disrespectful. Because yeah. there's a difference between saying who you want to win and who you think you're going to win and who's going to win. Yes. He said who's going to win. Right. And that's why I felt like a little disrespectful, a little premature, because at the end of the day, my guys put the work in and they deserve to go out there and play the game. Just yeah. like anybody else. You don't get paid for that. The media gets paid for you know what I'm saying? So there's no disrespect. I don't have no issues with nobody, man. But if somebody steps on my guy's toes, I feel like it's disrespectful because if you look at everything that's happened all year, we led the East all year, but nobody ever talked about us. Mm -hmm. It was always about other teams and other people. And that's fine. But I just felt like, you know what I'm saying? We can take that from the media. We're not going to take that from other players. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The media, uh, the media can create whatever narratives and perceptions that they want, and that's fine. That's their job. We can't let other players disrespect us. Yeah. You're... For people who maybe don't know, you're alluding to when Draymond went on TNT after the game, right? Yeah. After they closed out their series yeah. and said that they're going to be playing the Celtics. Yeah. And um, I and I and 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 if I don't, and, and I understand you're allowed to say who you think is going to win or who you want to win, but I'm not guaranteeing a win for another team right. over another team. Yeah, I that just, felt weird. That, yeah, that, I just would never do that. Weird. Yeah, I just would never do that. Yeah. You know right. what I'm saying out of respect for the other team, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, you got anything? Do you have a moment? in terms of trash talking an opponent where you you even acknowledge yourself like oh, okay maybe that was too far maybe i maybe i crossed the line there cuz i could imagine how you get into heated i'm talking like in a game going back and forth with somebody do things ever escalate to a point everything i said i meant if i tell you i'm gonna whoop your ass and i mean i'm gonna whoop your ass if i feel like if i can get my hands on you i'm gonna whoop your ass if i said it i meant it fair yeah it's as simple as that. I'm not talking shit. No, I'm just, because I don't, but once again, that's not what I'm out there for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But I do believe that there's a code of respect that got to be, you know what I'm saying, maintained on both sides, man. I've never been a person that's tried to talk to anybody when I stepped onto the court. I'm going to compete at the highest level. 
but I'm not going to disrespect nobody. Right. I hear a lot of disrespectful shit coming out of people's mouth out there sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it's like, come on, man. We ain't doing that. We all men out here. We all, you know, we all grown. Be yeah. respectful. And that's what I tell people all the time. Just be respectful. I even tell fans. You say what I do. Okay, cheer. Y'all hear the wrong shit? I turn. Hey, be respectful. Nah, the audacity be of respectful. fans. That's be respectful. Crazy. Just me. be respectful. That's all. That's all I ask. Be respectful. From everybody, players, coaches, just be respectful, man. You know what I'm saying? We compete at the highest level. Ain't nobody got to be disrespectful to nobody out here. I will not be talking shit. Because I grew up from I grew up in the places where you come out there talking shit, disrespectful. Motherfucker go get that book bag and pop the trunk and shoot the whole park up. Yeah. So we ain't grow up talking shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because we right. knew you talk shit to the wrong person, how that shit could escalate. So we had habits early. Don't run your motherfucking mouth if you ain't about that. Yeah. I, the Half parks, these motherfuckers be running their mouth. They just got off the porch. I was going to say, the parks that I was playing at growing up, I think looked a little bit different probably. Nah, man. I grew up in a, like, real shit. Like, motherfucker, you running your mouth, you take it there. Right. And if it, take, if it get taken there, that means everybody at the park got to get out of there. Ain't motherfucker come at it. Like, so I grew up where... Your consequences, the shit that was coming out your mouth, that shit had that shit had a price to pay and it was actions coming, coming, coming with that. So I don't just be running my mouth and starting shit with people who are bullying people or messing with nobody. You know what I'm saying? I don't believe in that. You know what I'm saying? I believe in treating the, G, the CEO the same way I treat the janitor. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I whoop the janitor ass just like I whoop the CEO ass. They get out of line. <laughs> my only concept of that is watching white men can't jump and that happening in that movie. Yes. I don't think <laughs> any, none that. of the parks I was playing at. Were. Um, uh, Mario Kart story. Yeah. Whipped your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Whipped his ass. Ain't, ain't sure y'all motherfuckers supposed to be able to play video games? You ever, uh, what was that, a Nintendo DS? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, ever I had found this little shit on Amazon. I said, man, I'm going to China for a month. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. So I just got on Amazon and started pushing buttons. <laughs> that reminds me of the bubble when you just started. Every day you had a different package. <laughs> yeah, because at the end of the day, you know I never slept in my bed in a bubble. Did you leave, did you leave all that shit there? Yeah, I left it. Just left it? Yeah, I left it. So I never slept in my bed in a bubble. I slept in the living room. So what I did was I rolled out my couch. That's nice you had a suite. Yeah. Because I definitely did. Egg crates. Yeah. We, egg crates. We talked college. about it. Yes, <laughs> egg crates. So I just, I really made my, my living room into like a little office. I slept in my living room. I had a TV. I had uh, my... I had a little computer, I had a laptop, and I had my video games, I had a little shelf, so I made my living room just like a little office. That's like uh, startup CEO behavior. Oh, know? yeah, a lot Sleeping of good things happened for me when I got out of the bubble. I learned a lot. I believe it. I learned a lot. Shout out Andre Godala, Dre, my dog. Are you supposed to come by? We're he actually is supposed to, to record. supposed to record with him. There's Jay Jack right there. Oh, shit. Legend in the flesh. Small world. Jay Jack, yes, sir, small world. Um, I saw, <laughs> hey, you want to come in? Get in here. All right, all right. Uh, I saw there was a report recently that the Heat sent a bunch of people to, <laughs> I don't even know what the report was. I was in to, Orlando with my kids. Almost, that shit almost got shot up. <laughs> I was in Orlando with my kids, bro, out in the front yard and black SUV pull up riding slow. I'm like, all right, nah. <laughs> it was, and it was members of the Heat trying to. I didn't know who the fuck it was at first. Because my he, wife knew, but I didn't know. So I'm outside with my kids in the front yard in Orlando. You know, they getting ready to head out. So I'm walking everybody to the car and I see this fucking black SUV riding up slow. Now it's creeping and it's slow. I'm instantly like, who the fuck is this? Nah, so tinted now, windows and everything. Yeah, all dark boys. Yeah. I can't see nothing. Now they stop. That's weird. Take, now he stops and it takes a little while before he get out the car. My, my instincts kick in. Ain't gonna be no motherfucking uh, Will Smith shit up in here. You walk up here, you gonna get your ass dealt with, whoever you is. I ain't going to wait for you to get close and cock back your hand. That ain't going down like that. I'll tackle your ass by the time you get out wait, the door. Wait, who was it, though? It was Tim Donovan. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so once you recognized who it was, were you like- I still was looking like, what the fuck are you what doing What are you doing here? here, right? Yeah, I'm on vacation, man. I'll see your ass when I get home. But <laughs> once he explained everything, I was grateful. But once again, my antennas go up. Who the fuck is this in this black SUV ride slow pulling up on me? I ain't even supposed to know nobody supposed to know I'm here. Right. Yeah. How did they know you were there? My wife snitching ass. Uh, Snitches. Yeah. Wait, so so yeah. so he so he pulls up, it, but it's not just him, right? There was like a whole crew of people. Yeah. The, nah. Uh, that was a report. The I don't report know. was a delegation. But, uh, yeah, the internet is a lie. It was just him down. Fair. Oh, is it? But it was all love, man. It was appreciative. I understand, you know what I'm saying? How you know people feel about me and what I mean to the organization. Um you know, the, the, the conversation is what's next for us. Right. As as me, as a, as a businessman, and, you know, what's next for us as an organization? You know, how do we how do we make that come together? Dave, now we got a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp, and let me tell you, they are changing the game when it comes to mental health. Uh, we actually talk about mental health in this interview we do with quite Udonis. a bit. Uh, he talks about how he prioritizes his mental health. I think everybody should prioritize your mental health. And that's one of the things uh, that BetterHelp is all about. Online therapy, they want to remind you to prioritize your mental health. And you know, we all have things we're going through. We all have different stressors, anxieties. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's just good to talk to somebody. Um, they provide a lot of opportunities for you to get in touch with people. Uh, it's all online or it can be online. Uh, and it's just convenient and it makes prioritizing your mental health a whole lot easier. We, last night at dinner, we talked about something that we're all proud of and something we're all disappointed about, about ourselves. I love those table talks. It's a beautiful table talk. It's a beautiful way to tap into your emotions, but it's not therapy. You know, it's, it's different. It's not. It's different when there's a professional. Well, people think you. that you can just like talk about that stuff with your friends and then you're fine, not, but it's different. True. You need to speak to a mental health professional and that's what BetterHelp has. Correct. There's a stigma around therapy. We've talked about it before that... I don't think it's fair. There's nothing healthier you can do than talking with a professional about things you're going through, good or bad. It's online therapy that offers video, phone, and you can even chat in live sessions if you really want to, like, you know, not comfortable sharing uh, openly. So it's much more affordable as well, which is another really important piece uh, than, than in-person therapy. And, uh, yeah, you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours, which is a, a pretty impressive turnaround time. So check this out. Our listeners, because we here at The Long Shot also care about mental health, of course, uh, are going to get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash LS. That's betterhelp.com slash LS. Who's out of the league first, you or Duncan? Me for sure. Duncan's got another eight oh, to fuck me for show. Sure. Dunk's got another me eight for sure. Dunk's got I'm another out, eight to ten. I'm out. I'm out way before Dunk. I don't know. No, I could damn, see man. this going till. What, I 50? will say, the fact that you're in as good a shape as you are, Dunk. Would you just? And I'm not. I'm gonna turn my head. And I ain't gonna say nothing. But for all the motherfuckers out here who keep talking about why he retired, why he take a, would you please tell these motherfuckers that I. Can I play? A hundred percent. To be honest, can no, I play? You still, you have, this is, I, you this have is, game. This is not me threatening Duncan, world. <laughs> well. Just asking the motherfucker, can I play? You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the most impressive thing to me, I would figure that you still had offensive game and could like shoot and still do some things, is like defensively how you can move still. That's the most impressive. And then sometimes, like, do you remember that practice when we were ramping up for the playoffs? What they had you doing. Running we were, back and forth. Oh we were doing God. a transition drill. We were doing a transition drill, working on transition defense. So UD was like the big that was running the floor. 
I mean, it was what, 15 minutes straight, literally just up and down the floor. And he was like still like getting to it, like <laughs> killing, like laying people, hook, <laughs> middies, couple like transition threes, yeah, yeah, yeah. like every which way. We uh, we talked to Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry yesterday, um, and they're great guys. Great guys. guys yeah. They're talking about heat culture, mm-hmm. and they brought you up as an example of how your body has changed since all, since the time you've been in Miami. Yeah, as an example of what they do to you when yeah. you're in that franchise. Yeah, I've been brainwashed. Yeah, I've been brainwashed. <laughs> Channing said he wanted no part of it. That's he had an opportunity yeah. to sign in Miami. He's like, yeah, he, he'd I rather like, eat pizza. But, I like but, pizza. But what I will say is now it's a little my kids. You know, when the pandemic hit, you know, my 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 oldest is in college right now, and then I have a middle son who plays baseball. He's fifteen, and I have a youngest is eleven. And um, when the pandemic hit, um, you know, they get into the homeschooling. You know what I mean? And um, the bodies change a little bit, so we're dieting together as a family. Ooh, Me it. and all my boys, no carbs, no sugar, um, and no dairy. Damn. So that's what we're doing right that now. That sounds man. impossible. Me and my boys. So that's legit that's right family. there. That's the same thing I do with the heat, man. I'm not a guy that's, I don't feel comfortable sitting somewhere barking orders. I feel better, more comfortable doing it with you. We're yeah. in the trenches together. Yeah, I feel more comfortable getting in there with you. It feels better for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does that, because like obviously you have such a, a mentor role with our group, but like that alone, that concept that you feel more comfortable being in the trenches, like, because you and I have talked a little bit about whether or not you would coach. Like, is that part of what kind of maybe bothers you about the idea, the prospect of coaching? Is that, like, I don't want to just be there telling people what to do. Like, I want to be I gotta doing sleep. this shit. I got to sleep at night, Dunk. Right. That's why I don't want to coach. Okay. I've been in a position where coaches have had to make decisions based on, you know, I, I can't say I've been in positions, but I've seen it. I've seen coaches have to make decisions based upon – Certain things, draft picks, this, that, and the third. I don't ever want to do that. I always want to just be in a position where I can be neutral and, and the guy that works the hardest and deserves to play should get the minutes. Right. I don't ever want to have to play the political game. I don't want to. Know, I don't want to. I got to sleep at night, man. I don't want to be the guy that's that's not playing a guy who deserves to play just because I drafted another guy. Uh-huh. But Nick, but the, I almost said a crazy word. But the motherfucker, <laughs> but the motherfucker I drafted. Ain't, ain't, don't give a fuck or he, you know, he too yeah. cool for school, but I got a guy who's undrafted and he deserves to play and, you know, but I gotta, I gotta be patient with this motherfucker. Get the fuck out of here. I will play that other motherfucker fast. But can't you still but do not, that though? I don't know. You think there's too much I don't know politics. if everybody can do that. You think there's too much I don't know politics. if everybody can do that. Spo is a guy who can do it. I mean, we, you look at our roster, you look at us, and then once again, another misconception is that I take up a roster spot. People don't know that we got the most undrafted people in the NBA on our team. Right. There's literally uh, there's literally something going on here, people, but you dumb motherfuckers can't understand. <laughs> You're so focused on my age and why I'm here. It's a reason why look at I'm this fucking guy. here. Yeah, look, look at that guy, Caleb and, Martin. Caleb yes. Martin just yep. got paid. Yep. You know yep. what I'm yep. saying? Like all these guys that come here, Max, Gabe, all these guys that come here. You know what I'm saying? And they fall up under, you know, being undrafted in the culture of undrafted guys. And and they and I appreciate you guys for listening to me. I appreciate you guys for it's valuing. Man. I appreciate you guys for valuing what I say. But there's there's not me taking a spot. I'm actually people think I'm taking. I'm actually here giving. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of dumb motherfuckers out here. So crazy. And That's also like now, especially with the flexibility with the two way spots, it's like yeah. we have so many guys. And I I always try to tell people like the value. And obviously, people outside, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And there's so many stupid people that have platforms saying a bunch of bullshit that makes no sense. Yeah. But, <laughs> He's talking about like, that. the value that you, your value add, like, quote, unquote, behind the scenes, I mean, I feel like at this point it is public, but, like, is exponential. Like, it, like people don't even begin, can't even begin to wrap their minds around how the way you move the needle internal. I mean, for me, it's, it's 
it's you guys, you guys trust me. You guys, you guys put a lot of trust in me. I don't wanna let y'all down. Yeah. Like, I can't let you fuckers down. You guys trust me. And that's that's that that means a lot to me. Cause you don't have to trust me. I didn't play with you guys. I'm really not from you guys' era, but I come in and I earn it every day in training camp. Mm -hmm. I don't fuck around in training camp. I'm not standing on the side. I'm in the drills. I'm earning it. I'm earning that trust. And these guys trust me. So I have a responsibility. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility to move the needle without being on the basketball court. And I got to figure that out. However I do that, every night, I'm thinking about what the fuck I'm going to say the next day. How do I? Whatever it is. But I got to show up prepared to be able to move that needle from where I'm at every time. And, and, and I take that personal. I take that shit. I take that responsibility personal. And... I lose sleep over that shit. If I if I don't feel like I moved the needle, if I don't feel like I got the most out of anybody or a certain guy, then I lose sleep over that shit. That shit bothers me. My guess would be on the outside that the huddle moment you guys have this year that everyone blows up and makes a thing mm -hmm. is an example of what your value is. Not every team bounces back from a moment like that. I mean, people don't understand. Like, me and Jimmy speak the same language. That's like... every That's three times a week upstairs when we play one-on-one -on -one because me and Jimmy play one-on-one -on -one before every home game. And it gets physical, and we get mad at each other, and it gets competitive. And Jimmy is, reminds me of my younger self, man, is that we fueled off rage. You know what I'm saying? Like, we get out there, and when we play the game, you know what I'm saying? It's an opportunity to take out whatever happened to us, however we feel about whatever we went through, whatever we saw. It's an opportunity to take that shit so you feel with that. Sometimes it can spill one way or another. So, but at the end of the day, man, I love the hell out of Jimmy, man. Jimmy's my brother. He's very intelligent. He taught me how to make coffee in the bubble. I spent time with him. So the two things I learned in the bubble was stocks, crypto. Well, I took the stocks from Andre Iguodala. I watched the crypto stuff on my own. And I learned how to make coffee, taking classes with Jimmy, barista classes. So, you know, once again, these are guys who I don't really get a chance to learn from people a lot of times in this league. I'm obviously giving and teaching, but these guys taught me something. So Jimmy's a great guy, man. And, and once again, like you said, how we responded as a team, the run we went on. Yep. You know what I'm saying? How we collectively came together. At the end of the day, man, that looked like how it looked to the world, but me, Jimmy, and everybody on that team understood what it was. It's just two brothers that love each other, just trying to get to the solution of whatever's going on, and that's it. Uh, speaking of coffee, I'm gonna need you to come in on a Starbucks, man. How many, how many do you have now? Oh, two, three, how many? Two or three. Two or three? Two, yeah. three, yeah, yeah, yeah. two, two. two. Um, we just did mobile. Two? Two, just the mobile one. Yeah, the two. mobile ordering. Two, two. I love that. Do you know how many Starbucks are in New York City? Shit. Nah, but I'm working on trying to catch up though. Five hundred, I think it's like three hundred, two fifty. In the city, in, in like, New York City. So let me ask you a question: What you looking at on the laptop right here? I just making me that. nervous. Look, look, look. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> look. All right, here I'll keep it like this. I'm I'll just keep wondering. It like this. Does I'm the I'm the Google guy. If we want to look anything up, I got the internet right here. I'm, I'm, I'm scared, not. Bro. I'm, I'm not putting anything on you, but do you think like? And I have my own opinions of this, but I want to I want to hear what you think. That say for. At any point that you decide you do want to hang it up, and in seven years, yeah, and you know you get pressured or, or somebody whatever wants to become a coach. I'm not saying you would do it, but I'm saying if you did, you can't have the same impact that you have on us. Nope. When you're sitting nope. in that seat, exactly. that's just three seats down. I agree, and that's why that's I ultimately agree. a thing of like, well, well, why doesn't UD coach it? First off, he can still play one, and then second off. It's a Smart different. Guy. It's a different relationship. It's a different experience. You guys trust. I believe me. that. You guys trust me. Yeah. You guys really trust me. It's, I'm not. I'm not telling you something for for the organization. I'm telling you something for you. Yeah. So and these guys trust that I'm telling them something for them. I'm not telling you something 
for somebody else or what somebody's telling me to tell you. I'm telling you something for you because I want the best for you. And you know that I want the best for you because I was in the fucking trenches with you. I was in film session with you. I came to your room. I called. I checked on you. I asked you about your mom. I asked you about your sister. I asked you about your family. All that shit I do, before I even have a conversation about basketball, I'm talking to these guys about who they are and where they're from. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect you to walk in here and start watching my jock strap and all that crazy shit that other teams do. Nah, man, you're a pretty good player. I saw you. Where you da da da? Okay, cool. Let's have these conversations. And that shit builds and it grows from there. Then I start having you watch my jock strap. <laughs> no, I'm just bullshit. <laughs> you still, you're still doing body fat? Or, or yeah. have you graduated past that? No, nah, I still do it. What the fuck? Didn't I just tell you I hold a standard? <laughs> Did you not listen to what I said, man? I said I That's, do it first. Come on, body fat. That feels like something you <laughs> No, can... I have to. All right, fine. I have to, dog. I get it. Thing, it's everything. Man. I understand. I I'll, have to. I'll stop pushing. <laughs> I do think it's funny that uh, you asked Duncan about whether you could still play right after you told us that your antenna still goes up in situations. Oh, uh, yeah. So he couldn't disrespect that wasn't you a, in that. That moment. wasn't the one I attended because by the time, like, I would have, if I really wanted to get to Duncan, I mean, I would have to go through you. <laughs> Look you, at me. You have, you've done nothing to me. Look at me. You've done nothing to me. I don't scare you a little bit? <laughs> yeah. You're just a little bit. You can't tell? I'm massive. Well, Nah, but I just know if the police came in here, who going to jail? That's really the only advantage. Yeah, you, I you, all y'all good. Y'all could tell this motherfucker, but the police come in here, I'm still going to jail. You, sir, everybody get away but me. I would tell you, I remember going to, I was, this is a funny story. So I went out with Mike Miller in South Dakota. So I go out with Mike Miller in South Dakota. So I'm hanging out with him and his MMA guys. So it's a lot of MMA guys. and He's like super tapped in yeah, with the MMA Yeah, he's super stuff. tapped in with his yeah. MMA guys. So, um, you know, we having a party in the hotel room after everybody chilling, you drinking, going on. So. You know, MMA guys, when they get drunk, you know, they, the girls, they get a little wild. The guys, you know what I'm saying? But MMA guys got some wild-ass groupies, so. <laughs> I tell, I look at, I, it's three, it's me and two of my homeboys now. We the only three people in South Dakota probably total. So I look around at my homeboys, and I look around, and I say, man, this party getting a little wild. I say, so, we got a choice to make. Because if the motherfucking police come, it don't matter. We ones going to jail. Straight up and down. We the only three black people in South Dakota. We get the hell up out of here. So we end up leaving the party. They had a great time. It was an MMA thing, but. Yeah, my antennas go up in situations <laughs> like that. You fucking smart. right. That's so, smart. Yeah, so knowing I would never do nothing to you guys in here, even if, because I'm probably going to be the one that go to jail. Nice. Nice. Business smart, street yeah. smart, all basketball that. smart. You got it all, man. All that. But at the end of the day, it all, I'll be honest, it, it's, it's, it's evolved into this. It's evolved yeah. into this, bro. I wasn't always. It takes person. time. It takes yeah. experiences, would, mistakes, you know, missteps, all that sort of stuff. You got to have your losses, dog. Yeah. You got to have your losses out here, bro. I hear you know what I'm saying? That. I think the problem with a lot of people is they want all the wins and they don't want to take no losses. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times you learn from your losses. You yeah. know what I mean? I've had a lot of losses, you know what I'm saying? And I've learned from those things. I figured I had to pivot. Life is about pivot. There's only very few people that's going to pick one path and stay on that path their whole life and get to there. Most of us ain't going to get to that. That's not going to be the case for most of us. We're going to have to pivot. You know what I'm saying? We got to figure it the fuck out. Is there a particular loss that stands out in terms of what was a career-defining moment? Maybe it's on the court, maybe it's off. Yeah, yeah, my mom. I think my mom, losing my mom, I was when I realized basketball was just a game. Because at the time when my mom was sick, I was literally landing back in town, going straight to the hospital at night, spending time with my mom. And at that time, I realized basketball was just a game. Yeah. Up until then, basketball was my life. Up And at that time, that's when it's something, that's the first time in my life that was something more important to me than basketball. You know what I'm saying? I think that was that was definitely defining because I actually, you know what I'm saying, got peace and clarity. And I've played the game way more free ever since that situation. Because after that, basketball was just a game to me. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. wasn't life anymore. You know what I mean? So I think that, that helped me grow a lot. And that was a real defining moment in my life because I was able to look at everything just differently. Yeah, I, yeah. I can definitely imagine. I, I, I'm always talking to older players and 
they always say how they became better players when they had kids mm-hmm. because it, it gives them that same sort of, in a different way, yeah. that same sort of perspective. Yeah, yeah basketball was my fucking life, man. And, right. and even when I had kids before my mom passed, basketball was still my life because that's what I did to provide. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? But once I lost my and that's actually one of the better seasons that I had. I came off the bench, Michael Beasley um, had got the starting job. I, you know, I don't, we just talked about the political game, who knows? But he, t- he had the starting job and I came off the bench, but that year, I was runner-up for six man of the year in the NBA, and I, I averaged close to a double-double off the bench. I played my ass off off the bench. You know what I'm saying? So with all that going on, you know, not having my starting spot, you know, my mom being ill, basketball was just a game. And like Kobe said, it's beauty and simplicity sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was just so simple to go out there and play because there was so much other chaos everywhere else. This was easy. You know what I'm saying? I think it says something about who you are, though, that you channeled it that way because it could go the other way. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lost kid could, could. A lot of things could go a lot of different ways. You know, and that's why I'm being on mental health, man. Because for me, I've been I've been challenged with a lot, you know, with a lot of losses that you know I can't control. You know what I'm saying? So I tell guys all the time, man, when you're dealing with things like that that you can't control, man, don't be ashamed to take time out and have have a conversation with somebody. You know what I'm saying? Whether it be, you know, somebody in your family or whether it be seeking out professional help. You know what I'm saying? That that doesn't mean you're weak. That doesn't mean that. You know, you have issues. That just means that you want somebody to talk to. You know, so for me, um, it was very easy for me to reach out and have conversations with people because I started realizing that the things that were happening around me wasn't normal. You know what I'm saying? The losses that I had, the things that I saw growing up, you know, all those things impacted me, not at that moment, but as I got older. You know, things build up. They add up. You know, once again, we talk about balance. You know, you're starting to lose balance a little bit because things are starting to add up. And the things that you normalize as a kid, you realize once you get older and start being around other people that grew up different, that that shit ain't normal. You thought it was because that's all you saw. That's what you were confined to. Yep. That shit ain't normal. And that shit starts to weigh on. So for me, at that moment, in those moments, you know, I was realizing things about myself. You know what I'm saying? And those things helped me make decisions that helped me be the man that I am now and make me better. What is, you talk about prioritizing your, your mental health. What is that? And you don't have to like share super specific, but like, what does that look like for you? What helps you like gain clarity? I talk to somebody. You know, I not it's not on a regular schedule, but I reach out, you know, every now and then I have conversations with people. Um, and you know, I, I have an amazing support system. Um, but once again, I, I, I prioritize my mental health as well. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I, if I need to take, if I need to take two, three, four days a week, then I do it. Mm-hmm. And there was a time where I used to feel bad for that. And I used to feel guilty, but, um, I don't anymore. I don't anymore because I, like I said, I'm prioritizing myself. I'm prioritizing my mental health. I love everybody around me. So, um, if you love me like I love you, then you should want me to be the best version of myself. And this is just what I need at this moment to be the best version of myself. And I feel like everybody should understand that. If you're too immature to understand that, then, yeah, yeah. I don't know what to say to you. <laughs> um, Dave, you got anything else? Um, I have, can we go rapid fire? Yeah, go rapid. A couple rapid fire questions mm-hmm. to end. One, um, do you, what do you do when you get ejected? You just hang out in the, you shower, hang out in the locker room. Yeah, go in the locker room. Watch the game from there. Yeah, go in the locker room, chill for a little bit, cool down. Because we talked about your It depends on which ejection it is. What, how does it think, how do you think? That ejection, I was pissed off because I probably would have had a good game. I was like, fuck, I started out. You were killing. Yeah, I was like, that one I was mad. I was like, fuck. Your per 48 for that game was like That one I was like, fuck, man. But once again, I didn't expect him to respond the way he responded. When I was like, you know, come on, man, with that shit. And he was like, what you gonna do? Like, I was like, why did he say that? I didn't right, respect that. that's one of those things, it's yeah. like, now I got it. Yeah, I didn't respect that response, but I'm just saying like, come on, Dwight, with that throwing people down shit. Like, we, come on, man. Like, you lead the league and throwing motherfuckers down in right. technical fouls. I see you do it every night. Why are you fucking with me? 
and, and it escalated, man. But once again, that game, I felt like I would have had a pretty good game because I started out pretty hard, and I was like, God damn, you fucked that one up. So you're, just, you're back there by yourself. Is it a, we talk about, is a moment of clarity? Like you just have time in silence to think? Yeah, yeah. time in silence. You Shower? Sit, you sit down, and you just breathe, and you just calm. You just, get, you just calm your nerves a little bit. Can't leave. But there's been times where I've torn up shit in the locker room. But oh, no. It's just, it's just depending on, like, who it is or what, what it is. But right. that wasn't that particular moment. All right, fair. Yeah, I ain't torn up shit since my 20s. I won't, I won't ask about you tearing up, though. I mean, it's all, all different kinds of reasons, man. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's about winning. It's always about winning. Fair. It's nothing else. It's, it's a good thing winning. to prioritize. Yeah, right I might be a little rough around the edges. You know what I'm saying? But it's always about winning. Yeah, yeah. you've shown that. It's always podcast. about winning, though. That. Did you repeat that? It's all about winning. Thank you. Speaking about all about winning, <laughs> you're a Mario Kart guy. Have you ever played Don't Drink and Drive? No. Mario Kart? No. That's the real, that's the real game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play on you my Switch. I, I, no, I got it on my Switch, though. Can you download it? So... This, well, did you ever play that in the NES guy? I've never played oh, that. That was a like, NES I swear game. that was like a NES It's a video game. game. No, no, nah. well, it's Mario Kart. Oh. But what, you have to you have to finish your drink before you finish the race. Yes. Oh, I don't know. So you can't So you can't drink while driving, so you have to put the controller down. Don't drink and so drive. So there's different strategies, right? Oh uh, shit. The shit could start and you could just kill your drink and then race the rest of the race. Or you know how some of those the carts have like the ones where you take off and you're in the yeah. air? You could yeah. try to drink it during that. But you can't drive while you're drinking. I got a pretty good uh Pretty good uh, kite on mine, so I fly pretty far once I take off. Uh, I'll probably time. try to chug mine while I'm gliding. But you gotta put the controller down. That's fine. I know you said you don't really get after it like that anymore, but it's a great pre-game activity. Fun. Nah, motherfucker, don't even look over here. <laughs> don't even waste your time. I'm saying I don't know what you guys are doing tonight. <laughs> don't even don't look over here. Drive. Don't even look <laughs> over here. On the- could be on the I love, I love that image of you guys cooped <laughs> up playing N64 Mario Kart in Vegas. No, we was in China. Whooping his ass. Oh, you talking about the new one? I'm saying, I'm saying tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying tonight. Play some drink and drive. Yeah. Don't drink and drive. You got another one? No, that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> all right. You got anything you want to say? No, nah, man. I appreciate you having me, Dump, man. Thank you, guys. Always fun. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I'm going to shoot it straight, man. I hope y'all appreciate that. Man. Always, man. We certainly do, and, and uh, the people do as well. Thank you for coming on, man. Snitching ass, Sonny. You out. <laughs> <laughs>